everybody, and welcome to a radical wild ride with Steve-O. This guy might be the raddest dude we've ever had on. It's Nigel Houston. I understand that he's the highest paid skateboarder on earth. I happen to love wearing his Nike shoes. I mean, seriously, these are my favorite shoes to skate in. And uh, man, was I excited for this conversation. Like, so much I wanted to ask him about. About riding for Element at the same time as Bam Margera. About, like, all of this just crazy stuff. Man, it's so exciting, and what a bro Nija is. He said he'll do the podcast, but only if I go to his premiere for his new part to launch his third Nike shoe. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, hell yeah. I'll go to your premiere. It was so nuts, man. He's just put out two of the craziest video parts, maybe the two craziest video parts ever. And uh, I'm, I'm telling this to Thrasher right now. If Nigel's not skater of the year this year, I'm out. I'm done with you. So let's get into it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Nigel Houston. <laughs> yeah, dude. So this is Scott Randolph. You guys actually met when we came to your facility yeah with the uh the skate mobile yeah when we were when i when you were skating my oh, car oh yeah we were skating the car yeah damn dude. that shit was tight and we met at the tattoo shop afterwards right I think where you, you got the crow tattoo that when did you get that crow tattoo on my neck yeah mm, no i got that one out in texas oh really a while back yeah, yeah it was like a lagoon in a gal or something we went to a tattoo shop after yeah damn my memory is shot i don't remember what though that's the only thing i remember <laughs> my memory is <laughs> fucked bro too many concussions <laughs> It's crazy. But do I remember like it, it was really awkward. I felt it was really awkward because for some reason I had it in my head that you had been uh, the, the skater of the year or that you were the current skater of the year. So like I've got my, my dude fucking filming me and I'm like introducing you as like the thrasher skater of the year <laughs> and like i didn't even realize you know like and and i don't know if it came off like i was fucking you know like i was joking or like or whatever i just was just an ignorant fucking dipshit oh uh, yeah no and, no no skater of the year yet but dude one so, day so yet this well here's the thing dude it is to me so fucking insulting that you've never been Thrasher Skater of the Year. Like, honestly, I, I hear that from a lot of people. I hear it from, you know, a lot of kids and fans and stuff. I don't really agree because, I mean, yeah, I've, I mean, I've been putting out video parts. I've been street skating for so long now, so it's easy for people to kind of see it that way. But most of the time when people get Skater of the Year, you can tell they really dedicate one year to getting that and one year to putting out, like, a lot of footage in a, like a smaller amount of time. Um, I mean, I've put out a ton of foot footage this year, but the previous years, yeah, I've had some gnarly video parts, the Till Death Nike part. Dude, that's the burliest part. Yeah, but like I, I never really like tried to get it. That's the thing, you know. A lot of the times when people get it, they are like really like going for it. They're really gunning for it. I thought you were gonna say that, uh, you know, when the it, they've put so much emphasis on skating, like everything you know mm -hmm. and and like maybe i would i thought you were gonna say that you don't skate enough transition no like i mean i've been following obviously like thrasher and the guys who have gotten skate of the year for since i was a little kid and back in the day i feel like it was different like i feel like 
back some years ago, you could get away with just having like maybe one or two like really gnarly video parts. But nowadays, like you really have to go in, you really have to put in like minutes, so many minutes of footage, and have like at least like three to four video parts. Dude, that's that, that that's a, a very healthy and humble attitude about it. Because on your behalf, I can say that I am fucking furious. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I think it's ridiculous. But um, so, dude. I don't want to rehash like uh, stuff that's that's out there so much, but but with with you in your first big part, the element video, elementality, mm -hmm. and you're an am and you're a little kid and you get the last part in the video. Yeah, like it's that's so crazy. And and, and what year was that video? Was that two thousand five? That was probably two thousand. Yeah, either four or five. Yeah. Dude, and and so at that time, Bam is on Element. Mm -hmm. He's like the king of the world with the fucking Viva La Bam. That show made him such a star. Like yeah. I forget someone like said that he was like ranked as like I mean like beyond like A list shit. He was like that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. So at that time, did you have a relationship with Bam being on Element with him? No, I think I just met him a couple times. I, I'd obviously seen a lot of his videos. And me being the kid I was with my, my my dad always being around, my dad was very protective and a very strict dad. And I think actually my dad didn't even want me watching some of the band videos because he knew how just like hectic and crazy he was. Right. So me being like this shy kid and like on tours with BAM and like going to the demos and stuff, I was like, I was kind of like maybe even like scared of him or like intimidated. I was like, damn, this guy's fucking nuts. Like, I don't know what's up with this guy. So you were um, but But part of me at the same time was obviously a fan because I knew how big he was and I also knew that he was a six skater. Like that switchback tee, Tampa. You know, really he clear. was never able to do just a regular backside tail slide. Only switch. Only switch, huh? Only switch is one sticker, so it's all good. <laughs> right. I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not like, hating on it, but uh, it's just crazy, man. Like, the, and, and you were, what, like 11 years old at that time? Yeah, around like 10, 11 years old. And you got the the last part, and I mean it's a big deal in skateboard videos. Like whoever gets the last part, like yeah, yeah. And I was aware of that as a kid too, because I was like the biggest skate nerd ever. Like I yeah. I was really, even though I was so young, I was really aware of like everything that went on in skateboarding in the skate industry. You know who who's on what sponsors, what tricks have been done on what spots. Like I I seriously knew everything because I read every single magazine and I watched every single video. Like I was really about that life sure um and yeah i mean having the last part like i almost felt weird having the last part because i had just got on the team pretty soon before that right and i i definitely remember some people hating on it because i mean i i mean i understand like if i watch some video if i watch like Sure. Some big video today, and then I had, saw this little kid have the last part. I'd be like, "Oh, what the hell? Like, what, what did he do to, to deserve that?" You know? I mean, right. I mean, who else was on Element at that time? Like, Reese Forbes was on there. Reese Forbes, yeah, he's the one who actually got me on Element. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he, he he's such a rad dude. Do you have your own board when you start writing for Element? He was an AM when he got that. Yeah, this is actually the cool part. Is so my dad was also very knowledgeable on skateboarding for a dad. You know how a lot of dads, yeah. they, they, skate dads, they act like they know what's good. They act like they know what tricks their son should be doing and stuff, but they really don't know. My dad actually did know, and he that's one of the reasons why I was like introduced to 
proper street skating at such a young age. I mean, I was literally out filming with my dad, like seven years old. He had me take my helmet off and like filming street clips at, at UC Davis. Well, right. No, I saw I saw that 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 in the uh, the, the barracks life on video. Yeah, yeah. You said you did your first handrail front board on a like a six star handrail, and your dad says, "Yeah, that was cool, but now do it without the helmet on. Yep. Take the helmet off." Yeah. I, th I think that's so sick. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's fucking crazy, honestly, because I picture when I, I'm going to have kids <laughs> one day, and if my son was street skating at seven years old, I would want him to have a helmet for on. Sure. Like, bro, seven yeah. is so fucking young. Seven's so young, your brain's not developed. <clears throat> like, Why did he want you to do that just to be like, you're fully committing to this, or like you're not going to fall, or... Just it was a mixture. It was a mixture of him knowing that, like, I would get much more respect for what I'm doing with the helmet off, mm. and he'd be like, "Oh, like you're like the sponsors. Everyone's gonna be way more hyped on this." And then also probably just him wanting to raise me to be a beast, right? And <laughs> and you gotta probably factor in too that that he let you pull it with the helmet on, saw that you had it, and felt comfortable that yeah. you weren't gonna slam because you had it dialed. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so he cared enough to to have you do it first with the helmet, and then said, "Take it yeah. off." So, that that that's rad. And uh, I mean, dude, it's, it's it's just so. Let let me ask you this. Tony Hawk, as I understand it, has the world Guinness World Record for winning the most skate contests. Okay. Like you've got to have dusted that by now. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder how many how many that is. Right. I mean, yeah. like it's I worth like how many do you have. I don't know total contest, so we'd have to really dig deep to go back and remember all those. Um, I know like the street leagues. I think it's twenty, maybe twenty-two, twenty-three, something <laughs> like that. Um, X Games, it's like thirteen gold medals. Um, yeah, but a bunch of other random ones too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wonder. <laughs> I mean, it's probably like different eras. Like the contests are just on such a different level. Mm. Yeah, I'm glad to know who's had more surgeries between the two of you guys. Ah. Uh, Bro, first surgery. Wow. Three months dude. ago. First what? one ever. On your knee? Yeah. ACL. First surgery. First surgery. What about yeah. bro broken bones? Never broke bones. No shit. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> dude, that really is crazy. <laughs> that means you're really good at skating, right? I, re I mean, I, I can't believe it took me this long to have a gnarly injury like this. I mean, yeah, I've been injured plenty of times in the past, but it was never anything that major. The worst thing was like really bad ankle sprains and yeah. bruised heels and stuff. Is that because you take such good care of your body with, you know, I saw the, the Theragun. Every, you said you do the Theragun like three to eight times a day. I mean, it's it's a mixture of a few things. All right, we'll, we'll really get into it here. So I was... I was raised vegan for, and like very healthy for the first 16 years of my life because my dad was very strict about not eating meat. Straight not, Rastafarian. Straight huh? Rasta shit, yeah. Like no soda. I mean, even I don't really think it's because being vegan, because I'm not vegan nowadays. I do think being being vegan is like healthy, but I think it more so has to do with like not a lot of sugar. We didn't drink soda as a kid, no candy, no ice cream, stuff like that. And my mom was just cooking healthy homemade meals, so it was just like solid food. Mm -hmm. And then also thinking about think about how much impact my body was taking when I was that young. So so my bones are for sure like dense as fuck. So they probably just don't want to break. And then also it has to do with me just being the type of like skateboarder that I am and the type of person that I am because yeah I mean I, I send send my body down all this crazy shit but I'm a very 
I'm a very like precise and like calculated skater. Like I don't just show up to 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 some like 20, 30 rail, be like, all right, all right, guys, I'm I'm all hyped up. Like I'm just gonna go for it right here. Like I'm like I'm rolling up. I'm putting a lot of thought into what I'm doing, and I think that's the main reason why it took me so long to have a bad injury. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's nuts. So so uh. Pardon my ignorance, but Rastafari, Rastafari, that's a religion? Rastafarian, yeah. Rastafarian. Mm -hmm. And and in uh, the Rastafarian religion, like smoking weed is part of the deal? Oh, yeah. A big, big big part of the deal. It's a religious ceremony, right? Yeah, yeah. So so, uh, your dad had like this, this super healthy, like everything, but like did he want you to smoke weed? No, he actually caught me smoking weed when I was, I was just living with him and my little sister at the time. I didn't have my brothers around, so I was just like bored as fuck. I didn't know what to do with myself a lot of the time because I didn't really have friends either. And he caught me smoking weed one day. I was like smoking one of his little, little old little joints Uh (laughs) and he was pissed and he was just someone who got, got easily got pissed at me and my siblings about things but i remember thinking like bro like how do you ex- how are you gonna get mad at me when I, you've been blowing weed smoke in my face since i was a baby <laughs> like how, how does that make sense like yeah <laughs> yeah and that's the dreads that what, what, what the decision to cut the dreads was that a heavy decision because it's it's kind of like a you know it was it was but that was also like a year after i hadn't seen my dad because uh, my parents got divorced. I hadn't seen my mom in a while. My mom got custody. And then at that point, I was finally able to like kind of live my own life and be my own person, you know, have friends, actually like have fun with my life and being a skateboarder. And about a year after that, I remember it was just kind of a random decision. I think I was like skate, skating the barracks one day. I was filming a battle commander. And in the middle of filming it, I was just like, dude, like I just I can't do it anymore. These things are just too fucking long. And they're just always in my face. And How long like, did you grow them out for? Sixteen years. Sixteen years, yeah. Wow. Yeah, because the, the in the in the Rastafari religion, it's no razors, no. Mm-hmm. There's like three things that you know the what you don't. So it was your Babylon. entire lifetime of hair. Yeah. It's and you good. just you just got up and did it. Yeah, it was one night. I just did it because I just felt like it was time for something new. And sure. It, it really was hard to deal with those things. Like, I, I, I mean, like one or two more years, and I would have been landing my tricks <laughs> and rolling them over. <laughs> wow, dude, that's crazy! And you, you cut them off on camera? No, not even on uh, camera. Not on camera. I, I didn't even give a fuck. I was just like, ah, oh, these things have had their had their time. Right. So then there was a video part where some of it you had dreads, and then the, the dreads were gone. It was like. Yeah, yeah, like halfway through the part, the dreads were gone. I that think that was, was the, sick how we did that. This is my element. That was element rise and shine. That, uh, that, gotcha. was, that was just the video of me, right? Um, kind of like coming back into the into the scene. Yeah, after. The, the whole Puerto Rico thing is 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 nuts, man. I mean, the, the, is, like all is. this stuff about your dad. Um, I mean, you talk about your dad with like such reverence, you know, like mm-hmm. you really like. Like uh, the way that he pushed you, and and how like you're talking about you're nine, ten years old, and he, your dad's like just pressuring you to do like thirteen stair handrails, and like then pressuring you to backside lip slide a thirteen stair handrail. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I mean that. Uh, it's just <laughs> so, 
you know, like I, I almost have mixed feelings ab about that because in one, it's like the helmet coming off. Take yeah. off your helmet, do a 13 stair handrail. Like in one sense, it's so rad because he made you into a beast. Yeah. And in another sense, it's like, whoa, like you were a little kid and he was like pushing some pretty heavy yeah, stuff yeah, on yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think of it the same way. It really is like a love-hate thing because would I be the type of person and the type of skateboarder and like have the type of mindset that I do today if I wasn't raised like that most likely not but at the same time like it was fucking brutal like I, I I'll always be thankful for my dad being such of like supportive dad on me as as being a skater because like for example he was a skater back in his teenage years sure and obviously it was at a way different point back in mm -hmm. like the 80s but like his parents were like bro what the fuck are you doing like go to college or do something with your life like why are you playing with this toy and that's I'm, I'm sure that's still a lot of parents these days right so i'm thankful for that but being that young and being pushed to do the stuff that i did and like for example like being at a big rail i'm like let's say we're like on a road trip like an hour away from home we got to drive home after and i'm just like fuck like i i have to go for it i'm like sitting there rolling up to this rail for like an hour just scared as shit but I'm just thinking like I don't have an option because I'm either gonna like send my body down this rail and at least try to do it, or he's just gonna be pissed at me for like the rest of the day and on the yeah. ride home. When so it's like fuck. Every time you go up to the crazy. rail, he's like, "Hurry up, hurry up!" Or is he just patient and waiting for you not, to do the Not rip? hurry up, but like he, my dad carried this like very like stern, strong demeanor, and you can just tell, you can just tell by his facial expression that he was just like, dude, like you, you just you have to go for it, you know. Now, if anybody understands that it can be pretty cool and radical to be dangerous and unprotected some of the time, it's me. But let's face it, you never want to be unprotected when it comes to your personal information online. That is a fact, and that is why I use NordVPN. It's a virtual private network that protects all of my passwords, all of my data, all of my information that I don't want anybody snooping around with. And when I'm overseas, I can watch the fights. I love the UFC. It's because by using the virtual private network, you create an IP address that can place you anywhere in the world, your stealth. And when you're at home, you can watch any TV programming from the streamers from anywhere in the world. It's really cool, man. And if you go to nordvpn.com slash stevo, then not only do you get a huge discount, but you get four extra months completely for free. And it's completely risk-free with their 30-day money-back guarantee. You're not happy, boom, you get your refund. But I'll tell you, man, I love having NordVPN on all of my devices. I feel safer. I feel more entertained. I just, I love it. And NordVPN loves you. So jump on this deal by going to NordVPN.com slash Stevo. Yeah, dude. Now let's get back to it. And you land it, you look at your dad, and what does he do? He's juiced. Yeah, <laughs> he's proud. proud. He's proud. He's proud. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it's, it's, it's epic. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but, even more, but even more than that, it's like, like I was saying, he actually knew about skating, so it wasn't just like going to a big rail and like grinding it. He knew that like, all right, like I've seen you do like 50s, feebles and stuff down other bigger rails, so you're at this 13 rail, like you gotta, you gotta like backsmith it or something, you know? Yeah. He really like knew what I needed to do to like 
have valid clips in my video parts. Right, and he mm. knew like what tricks had been done on like every yeah, rail too, yeah, huh? Yeah. Dude, it's crazy. <laughs> um, man, and so so then he comes up with the idea that you're gonna move to Puerto Rico, and you're kind of bummed because you're like, whoa, I mean, dude, California's where it's at. What are we going to Puerto Rico for? Yeah, yeah. And. Uh, and 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 that was because he wanted to like have a huge weed growing operation. <laughs> that was part of it. I think it was. I think it was like fifty fifty. Like being being that, being one of the reasons, and then also just trying to keep me and my siblings as secluded as possible from normal lifestyle. Because I mean, that's the way Rastas think about. If you're like a true Rasta, they think about normal society as just like. The devil. Just kind of, yeah, yeah, the devil, just a lot of like brainwashing. Right. And, you know, that's why I never, I never, you know, ate normal food growing up, never ate fast food, never like watched normal movies, never went to the movies till I was 16. Just not, we didn't do like normal life things. And moving to an island like that was just another step into taking us into keeping us under his wing and not being a normal family normal kids were you at least by the ocean in puerto rico or were you in the middle of puerto rico <laughs> so for a little bit we were in like a nice gated community which was close to the ocean and then we lived there for a year and then after that the next couple the next like two or three years that i was there we were like in the fucking jungle for sure wow like up in the mountain was like it was literally an hour drive up the mountain from the nearest town. So did you have to like grow your own food and grow your own weed and you do that? I mean, we we did grow some stuff. You let him a fungo. Yeah, he had, he had a big weed weed farm out there, which I don't even understand because I don't think weed grows grows good in that humidity, right? I, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> I, I would think I'm that pretty, it grows fantastic. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. I think it's too wet and I think it rains too much. Maybe. But isn't like weed grow pretty good in Hawaii? Is it like the same climate or no? Not really. No, it's it's a it's little. Different. It's not as hot there. It's not as hot and it's not as humid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah oh, plus the, the outdoor about. program, I think, is tougher to manage. Maybe, but it's, it's just risky. Yeah, with the weather yeah. and stuff. Because before before going there, like I was, I was raised around weed my whole life. Like every house we lived in growing up, the biggest room in the house, weed plants everywhere. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like so, sometimes I think it would literally be like his and my mom's bed, and then just like weed plants just like hanging all over it. <laughs> That's crazy. wild, dude. Yeah. So with with the mentality being to like shelter you from like society and and kind of keep you like out of all that. At the same time, he's managing your skate career, so that's got to be like. At odd, like even for him, like at odds, he wants mm -hmm. you to be blown up and yeah. and successful and in the mix, mm -hmm. but he also doesn't. I know it's so weird, bro. These these are things like, I haven't talked to him in a lot of years now, but these are the type of things I wish I could just ask him about because it really is confusing. Like he wanted me to be this, you know, big superstar skateboarder, but he wanted it's like it's like he wanted to be he he, he was just a very controlling person. And he took it too far as to where, like, he didn't know how to let me go on a trip with my sponsors without him. You know, he didn't know how to let me, like, do anything without him being a part of it. And he filmed you, like, a ton in Puerto Rico, and the footage just never went anywhere? Most of the footage, yeah, is gone. Is it true that... that uh... It's a lot of footage, too. Yeah, what, what was it? A kickflip backside lip slide down, like, a gnarly... Yeah, Wilshire, yeah. 
Uh, Wilshire 15. I had the cover of Skateboard Mag. And, and, uh... That, dude. I know. So, so people speculate that you didn't land that kickflip backside lip down that handrail. <laughs> and you know for damn sure you did. And there's video of it. But, but yeah, I know. It's just lost. The lost tapes. I mean, yeah, I landed it perfect, too. It was, it was sick. Where are they? Do we know? He has them somewhere. And he's in Puerto Rico? He would, I, I don't even know where he's at right now, but he would, never, he would never give them back, or I wouldn't think so. You know, Maybe if we figure out how to rekindle our relationship one day maybe we could figure it out but like i don't know my dad's a very uh a very like strong like prideful person you know he has a hard time yeah. like giving up his pride and control on things so he's not watching you on youtube videos because he probably doesn't even have a computer I mean, he's got to be like I'm, so I, proud I of you that it's know. ridiculous like I, I i'm also curious if he's like super heavy into the rasta lifestyle still i don't know man yeah. have, have you tried to reach out at all no, I've, it's been a while. Man. You, you, I mean, it, but that's almost something that like you feel like you should do in I mean, the next like, 10 years. It's I not even know. on your radar. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's been so long at this point. You know, I assume that he's off like doing his own thing. And I'm sure he like has a new family out there and stuff. And I just kind of... I mean, you speak about him. Thing. Like, like I, I, I just sense that there's so much reverence, so much respect when you speak about oh, him. Oh, for sure, yeah. That uh, he's got to know that, you know, you're not out there like bad mouthing him. Like, like you yeah. talk about him like he's like this, you know, like God to you, yeah, like yeah. when you were a kid. Yeah. And um, he's got to be so proud of everything that you've accomplished, man. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I hope, I hope he sees it that way. I hope he does. I hope he sees this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like if, if he were to reach out to you. <clears throat> I mean, I guess it goes without saying that your mom and and him aren't in contact. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone's talked to him for a while, to be honest. Man, but yeah, but you would be too. you would be open to it if he did reach out to you. I would be open to it, yeah. Dude, epic. It'd be good yeah. for the soul. Yeah. It's yeah. good, like it's not even closure, but it's just kind of. I mean, it's. It, I think that it, it, it would be. It seems that it would be very healthy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my, actually, my little brother is the one that really wants to have a relationship with him because he's the most similar to my dad in that same way where they just think about life and just the same way. You know, they just they, they don't want to be a part of normal society. My little brother is like the most chill. He's actually a really sick skater, too, sickest style. But he's just such like a chill, just down to earth guy. Just wants to like, you know, live on a farm, grow, grows on mm. food and just kick it. So. I'm I more so wish that like they had a relationship because I could see like how it kind of affects his life. Yeah. With not having having a relationship with him, but who knows? Maybe one day we'll see. How many brothers do you have? <clears throat> Three brothers, one sister. I'm the middle. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. And um, so you're always skating contests. I mean, what's it like uh, since the surgery? You said how long since the surgery? It's been like three and a half months now. Three and a half months. So yeah. you just dropped this part, the shine on part, mm -hmm. and like, like, what was the timing like based on? Uh, like when for, was for, most for, most of it filmed? Well, I'm just saying, like, when, like, uh, I mean, evidently you haven't. You, you were sitting on that footage mm -hmm. for yeah. like three months. Yeah. No. So what was the planning for the? dropping yeah that footage was a, a mix of footage throughout the past couple of years me and ty evans have also been filming this documentary for like three years now that's what the premiere is tomorrow no 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 this is just another 
way bigger street part that I'm putting out with Nike. The documentary is going to come out sometime next year. But throughout that time of filming for the documentary, me and Ty, we're, we're, we were out street skating, so we stacked up a bunch of footage. But I wasn't able to fully finish it how I wanted to. I, was, I actually tore my ACL filming for that part. Um, I was skating this big gap trail and just, you know, got me. But uh, hmm. yeah, we still we still got enough footage to put out a good part. And I was Did I was I'll honestly say, Jesus, I, I I was watching it. I'm like, cause, cause I, I see uh, on your Instagram, I saw that like that frontside Smith, and then that crazy hmm. like. What, what even was that down? Nose blown after. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, dude, it was just like an <clears throat> over blunt, like <clears throat> like an over nose blunt kind of a thing. It was it was just nuts. But I I remember seeing that come up. And I'm like, oh, here's the ender because I saw you post it mm -hmm. on Instagram. Like, oh, mm -hmm. okay, so this is the ender. Yeah. And they're like, oh, dude, there's there, there's another one. Like, whoa, yeah. this will be the ender. Yeah. And then like, whoa, this this, and it was just like, <laughs> I didn't look at where the video was in the timeline or you mm -hmm. know whatever. Mm -hmm. Like. I was like only halfway through the part. Yeah. Like it was just nothing but enders. <laughs> yeah. Fucking insane, dude. Yeah, I was actually really stoked to hear how hyped everyone was on that part because I'm just sitting back like, yeah, this part was sick, but like this, the part that I'm about to put out with Nike SB and Anthony Travis filmed this one. We've also been filming it for a couple of years and this is the fucking one. Like, wow. This part is. So, this is what's going to get you Thrasher Skater of the Year 2023. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw them speculating about this on uh, the Nine Club. Really? They, they, they've got, uh, like, they broke off a whole section of the, the Niger episode. It was, it, was, it was you in the on the Nine Club recently, yeah? Yeah. And they were, like, saying, like, <laughs> Two parts back to back, but they, that's what they want is a lot of footage. You're fucking putting out a lot of footage. Yeah, yeah. I had another one that came out earlier this year too with disorder and was right. another like four oh, minute dude. video part. Yeah. Check it out, man. I'm wearing my disorder hat. You oh, sent me. the same one. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, yeah, dude. dude. Stuck. Dude, I appreciated that so much when you sent me the box of uh, of, mm -hmm. of disorder shit, man. I re really did. Um, I'm really naive to skating, and I was asking Steve yesterday. How soon did Nike come out with a skating brand and then picking you up? Is it safe to say that they, they started Nike skateboarding because of you to get involved? Or was that like some sort of a play? No, Nike SB has been been around for a while now. For a lot longer than yeah, you, before actually, you came on? They actually started it with P-Rod. Ah, that's right. It was P-Rod. And have I told you about my P-Rod? Or shall I say my P-Rock? Yeah talking about my wiener and it gets hard as a rock when I use blue chew tablets why because blue chew tablets have the same active ingredient as both Viagra and Cialis except they only cost a fraction of the price and if you're wondering wait a second like uh, is using blue chew tablets to have an outrageous boner a lot of fun I can assure you it is indeed a whole lot of fun. BlueChew.com. Use the promo code Stevo. You can get an entire month's supply of BlueChew tablets completely for free. All you have to pay is $5 for shipping. Man, what a deal. Plus, you don't have to go to a doctor's office to have some inconvenient, awkward meeting to get your prescription. You just consult with medical professionals online right at BlueChew.com. Takes no time. And that month 
month's supply of free blue chew tablets is on the way you just pay five bucks for shipping if you go to bluechew.com and use the promo code stevo telling you your boner is gonna love it now let's talk about the other p-rod okay back like fuck maybe 20 years ago it was a long time ago oh really wow yeah. okay yeah yeah you were on uh on an s mm-hmm. right for the for a long time up until when you were on nike yeah maybe not 20 maybe like 15 or something but yeah they started it with p-rod and i remember hearing everyone talk about it and everyone was hating so hard like why the fuck yeah. is nike getting it i mean you know how skateboarding sure. was back then yeah like why the fuck is nike getting into skating like get the fuck out of here right and then now look at what it became to this day it's crazy how it changes like dude that. i love your fucking nike shoes dude like this I, is the new one right here it's about uh, to come out in a few days and, and all your shoes are vegan um no it's a it's a rubber material we use Oh, okay, but but it's not like leather. No, it's not leather. Yeah, yeah. That's my because, dude, I'm, I go into skate shops all the time. I'm like, what shoes do you have that don't have animal products? Mm-hmm. Like it's a, you know. I mean, like maybe, yeah. I guess I I never even thought about it like that, but I guess maybe it it's is. tough to find yeah. durable skate shoes that don't have fucking dead cows in them. Yeah, because suede is the same, right? Right, so yeah. suede is leather. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm constantly foot searching, right? Like, online, I'm searching, like, vegan skate shoes. Like, I'm mm-hmm. just, like, an animal guy, so, yeah. like, it's important to me. And I can assure you that out of all of the skate shoes in the world, you have the best fucking... <laughs> oh, I you. love it. Did you see I sent you the the footage of me and Wee Man? I'm, yeah, like, yeah, when, yeah. I, when I did that line i'm wearing your shoes oh no way yeah Sick. yeah dude hell yeah yeah this is the third one it comes out in a few days on my birthday and this one's actually like it's it has a similar feel to the second shoe but it's just more protective and it's more like comfortable it has like more padding right here and stuff you, you know like i think i've got one one of my Nigel shoes says in the on, on the insole 2021 and I think I've, uh, I, I, maybe I have, I have the first two because I got two pairs. Hmm, maybe, and when, yeah. when you're working, so you're in R&D with Nike, f- figuring out like different things you want in the shoe or they're like, hey, here are these options, pick to see which one you want or like how involved are you in making your own shoe? Yeah, we, I mean, we start from <clears throat> scratch. They, yeah. they want, they want someone like myself to be very involved. And so we go back and forth. You'll skate with a prototype. You're like, ah, this kind of felt weird on my yeah, toe. Yeah, and Can I'm, you change I, this? I'm really picky about it too. Like skate shoes, it, skate shoes are hard, man, especially for the type of skateboarder that I am because I flip my board a lot. So I need a lot of board feel. I flip my board into rails a lot. So having that balance between enough board feel, <clears throat> being thin enough with enough board feel, but also like thick and protective enough to not like bruise your heel right away or roll your ankle. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find that balance. So it's a lot of back and forth. It's evident. It's evident that you really design your shoe heavily because it's so unlike other shoes. There's no mm-hmm. like uh, it doesn't fit into like the 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 norm of mm-hmm. skate shoes. It's super unique. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I love it, man. Like, uh, I, I got to get these new ones. Yeah, I got you. Do you get paid better? They're sick. <laughs> is, do you get paid better per shoe or per board? Is it the oh, same kind of trade off? by a mile, right? But it's like the same. Co- it's like the same. Cost oh, sorry. He started, Nigel just started his own skateboard company, so, so he, he probably used to be shoes, and now now it's boards. 
Um, no, I mean, you definitely you definitely make more money off shoes. I mean, you make more money off your shoe sponsor in general. That's that's normally your highest paid sponsor in skateboarding is shoes. shoes. I feel like it's normally like shoes, clothing, energy drink, and then boards. That's normally right. how it goes. How's it going with Disorder? Good. Disorder's good. Yeah, it's uh, dude. It's a tricky game, man. It getting, is getting into uh, getting getting into running your own skate company. Like, oh, no, absolutely, yeah. Where is your warehouse? Warehouse is the same one I've had for years now. It's where it's, my skate park is in San Clemente. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's been a it's been a fun process. But it's it's also like it does get stressful, and there's sure. a, there's a lot to learn, you know, because it's really. I mean, when I when I was starting my own brand, I had offers from like other companies and like distributions and stuff to like help me start it and take a percentage but then i thought about it and i'm like bro i already got this warehouse i got my skate park like i got good homies around me like we really don't need much to start this like let's just get get a few of the homies together and make it happen mm -hmm. so that's what we did but i mean there's definitely been a lot of learning of along the way and like i mean we're always so bad with like <clears throat> deadlines and stuff like like we, ju we were just doing a like a black friday sale and it's like the day before and we're like hey what's up with the black friday sale and we're just like figuring it out right, right. last minute we're like bro come on guys fuck <laughs> I, I had the same conversation with scott scott's my my business partner with uh, with merch and we too have our own warehouse our own fulfillment we fulfill our all our sick. own orders sick um and uh we were talking yesterday like oh dude like let's I'm let's like, do a black friday sale let's do, I'm, and, and, and like, i find fuck that dude. i finally <laughs> said fuck black friday dude fucking everybody's fucking trying to hawk shit on black friday dude let's give let's give people like an undeniably attractive deal any other time yeah that it's like feeding Cyber the homeless <laughs> it's like going out to feed the homeless on thursday like i remember one one time this 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 kid I was helping him with sobriety stuff and he's like, oh, dude, we're going to go feed the homeless. And I'm like, I think that's kind of silly, you know, like on Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. because as it turned out, there were more people out trying to feed the homeless than there were homeless people there to eat food. <laughs> it's just yeah. the most like cliche. Like, I'm like, dude, let's do this any other day of the year, yeah. any other day. Yeah, that's you interesting. Know, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it like it was literally a fucking crazy thing um with that uh, yeah with the, so with the owning your own company doing the like do you have like a, a chief operating officer that like helps like run it like yeah my boy Nathan is the main one main homie behind the company and he's the one handling like, mostly you know artwork marketing he actually does he can do like everything he's helped run some other companies before, cool. so he's pretty knowledgeable and he's also a skateboarder i actually skated some remember you know those castle contests remember like the little mm. like california like kids skate park series back in the day that's, that's sure. what i grew up skating yeah. when i was like six seven years old and uh -huh. i actually skated some with him because I, I skated the norcal division and skated against him in the socal and I, I smoked him. I won, I won every one of those contests. I was undefeated. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but yeah, he's one of he's one of my oldest friends, and he helps out a lot with uh, with all the stuff. But it's fun being involved actually with like the graphics and actually making stuff that I'm hyped on. Because when I was on Element for all those years and had all those pro graphics, I was never really that involved in like what was going on the boards. Ah. So yeah, it's it's fun to be more involved. Do you heat transfer or screen print on the boards? Uh, we started out doing screen prints and then we've been doing more heat transfers lately just because it's just easier and like faster to do. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's yeah. We, we, we all have, we all three have something in common is we love dental floss. <laughs> I, I, I saw your must-have video. And it was oh, like, yeah, yeah, Number yeah. one with dental floss or something like that. It's like, Dude, uh, it, yeah. it's crazy, man. Like, if, if you don't floss, you end up with that bacteria in your mouth. You know, when mm -hmm. people have that gnarly bacteria, no yeah. matter how much they brush their teeth, it doesn't go away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you're trying to talk to them, and it's like, oh, dude. Oh, yeah. like, and they can't tell that they've got the fucking mm -hmm. odor coming out of their mouth. And, like, society's just structured in a way that, you, that it's not okay to tell someone, yo, dude, you've got, like, <laughs> fucking gnarly smell coming out of your mouth. Like, so nobody ever tells me. It just goes on and on for years. Oh, yeah. That's brutal. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> it's, it's the gnarliest. Um, with, uh, with, like, in the element days, like, I mean, I got to believe there was just partying going on. Like, like you're 16 years old, you cut off your dreads, like, you you know, like, you, you, you're no longer in contact with your dad. Mm -hmm. And, like... It's like it, the preacher kids finally are starting to party. It, it, yeah. it, like, did, did, you, did you kind of, like, you know, like, when your relationship with your dad cut off, did you find yourself, like, now I'm, you know like just let loose and yeah it took me it took me about like a year or two because i was around that time i was very uh i was still very like socially awkward because i never was allowed to like really have friends growing up and i kicked it with my brothers but even them i hadn't seen in a while so just like being in like a public setting and like starting to like kick it with my friends and like go to like little house parties as, as a teenager and stuff it took me a while to like be a normal person to like be able to like conversate. Do people think way. you're like a dick and you're just like, no, I'm just socially awkward. Yeah, I was just quiet, you know, just quiet, shy. But as soon as I started to break out of that, like a year or two later, and then I did have, I got drunk for my first time when I was 16 after I won Street League, Kansas City, 2011. And we were at the after party. It was in a club. I don't even know who, I mean, who let me in there or whatever. But um, like Sheckler and like everyone was like giving me drinks and they were just peer pressuring me to drink. And then I blacked out, bro. I was so drunk. And wow. I was like so, I was so unknowledgeable on what alcohol even did to yeah, you in the first place. Drinking everything. Cause, yeah, because my dad or my mom never drank. It wasn't a part of like yeah. the lifestyle growing up. So I like knew about it a little bit, but like being that drunk and then like waking up the next day and feeling the way I did, I was so confused. I was like, why the fuck do I feel like this? <laughs> Wow. I feel like, I feel like I heard at some point, like, that you were, like, just capable of getting super hammered and then just waking up the next day, like, totally hungover and just winning first place in, like, the biggest contest. Yeah, I did do that a few times. <laughs> Dude, I don't know, wow. I don't know how, bro. I don't know how. I still trip out on, on that to this day, like... It is really crazy to think about Nyjah getting wasted like that. But it's even crazier to think about your money being wasted on overpriced shaving products. I mean, come on. With the vibrating razors, the, the light up, and they, it's just silly and stupid. And that's why I love Harrys.com. They've got the like t highest quality five-blade razor and just sleek, classy look, and it's 
totally affordable. I love it. And, man, do they have the stocking stuffer of the century for you with the Harry's Starter Kit. This has the weighted ergonomic handle, the five-blade razor, the, the case, to, the travel case to protect the razor, the foaming shave gel. All of this is a $13 value, but it's yours for only three bucks. If you jump on this right now by going to harrys.com slash stevo. And while you're there, check out the holiday gift boxes. It's crazy. These people are my favorite. And I've been using their products for way longer than before they became a sponsor of the Wild Ride podcast. I just believe in it. And so will you. So jump on that deal by going to harrys.com slash stevo. And be quick about it because they have very limited supply for this offer. So hurry up and let's get back to it. It was around when I was like 17, 18. And at this point, like I was, you know, I, w I wasn't like drinking all the time. But, you know, me and the I moved out on my own when I was 17. Me and the boys moved into this house in Huntington. Nice house, in like a gated community. And we do parties all the time. So I would probably drink like, you know, once or twice a week. And... I think it was around that same time when I was like 17, we we actually rented this other house in Newport for the weekend to like throw parties at, but it was we did it the same weekend as Street League, and we weren't supposed to throw on the first night. We were supposed to wait till after the contest, and then we, of course we ended up throwing one the first night. I probably only slept like up super hammered. Me and all the homies, we used to like drink so much, and then... I woke up, got like two hours of sleep, and then somehow went to the contest and skated, skated great, and won the thing, <laughs> and then partied even harder that night. <laughs> yeah, I remember like, like whoever it was was telling me about this. They're like, man, we've seen with like, it, like night is just a different beast, man. You know, like just it, like. A, it's like Babe Ruth, like not sleeping the night before and just like crushing the home run record for that stadium or something like yeah. that. You know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, sometimes maybe it could help with like the nerves and contests and kind of like loosening you up a bit and making you a little more like carefree. Because I mean, with skating contest, skating and con competition, it's just hard. It's a weird mixture of like feelings out there, like. It's so easy to get nervous. It's so easy for your legs to just like feel like they're not working like they normally do because you're fucking overthinking every single thing. When it's really like, dude, we do these tricks every day. Like you shouldn't be like stressing on it that hard. But as right. soon as you get into a contest, you just think differently. Are you listening to music during the contest? Yeah, yeah. I got AirPods in, listening to music. That actually helps me out a lot. Yeah, helps. Me Does like everybody do that? Um, a lot of people. Maybe like half the people. I feel like it's a new thing. Like in the '90s and 2000s, where people were listening to Walkman during competitions. <laughs> like, like, you know, it's like, oh yes. I, I, you know. I, <laughs> I feel like that would help you out a lot. It definitely helps, but at the same time, like my music is, it has to be up really loud to to get through all the sound that's going on around you, like in like the arena, and it is harder to like hear your board and stuff. So that could mess with people a little bit. But for me, it just helps keep me like more focused and just like not worrying about what's going on around me and just more in the zone. What what who? What are you listening to in the in the earphones? And then are you superstitious? Like if you have a good run with like a, a certain song or band, like do you want to play that the next time, or is it just kind of on play? Or no, do you I, have no a ritual? I I'll normally have like a playlist. Or actually, I I use SoundCloud a lot when I skate because I listen to a lot of house music and like EDM. Like I don't know if you guys know about that music, yeah. but 
Um, some of it is more like heavier, like hyped up, like techno and stuff. But for a contest, I would actually rather listen to like more mellow house music. Like like Black Coffee is one of the artists. He like it's more like African style house music, and it's just more mellow and really like puts you in a good zone. Um, and on SoundCloud, they have all these long mixes that are like an hour, two hours long, so you don't even have to worry about like switching the song a bunch. You're just like one, basically just one song the whole time, and it just has changes, but you're just dialed in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I feel like I, I I would like to listen to music if I played professional sports. I mean, yeah. You always play better. Yeah. I don't know why basketball players don't do it. Or... it it's 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 weird to hear you say that you can get nervous in a contest when like you're just I, I, like the the street league contest. Maybe they're just like more frequent. Like street league, you're not tripping, right? It's not that I'm tripping. It's just like. It's just because I care. Yeah. I always think about this because at this point I've been, I've been skating street league for 12 years now. I've won a lot of them and I feel like at this point in my career, I shouldn't be going to a contest and stressing on winning, especially keeping in mind that like skateboarding is a fucking very young sport. Like, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of my fans still expect me to go out there and, and win just because I've won so much in the past. But if you look at skate contests and who is normally winning, they're on average like 21 years old. Like the guy, Gustavo Ribeiro, he just won the Super Crown. He's like 21. Hmm. You know, when Yuto came out on the scene, like he was winning contests when he was like 18, 19, 20. Like those were his like just easy years of win, winning contests. And you're, you're 27 now? 27, about to be 28. Same thing with me. My easiest years of winning contests was actually from like 16 to like 20. Those are the easiest years. Why? Because your body's in better shape? Just because, I don't know. I think, I think, I feel like skateboarding just goes through these like generations of skaters who are really good at contests and they come on super strong when they're young and then they just get like better and better and there's just like another person every like few years it's weird and it like never fails there's always someone new it's crazy wow. but what makes the next person better is it he has new tricks that nobody's ever seen or he's just landing every everything he tries or like what yeah i mean consistency and yeah just like technical tricks I mean, that's really what it comes down to nowadays and something that I actually dislike about contests nowadays because it's just so technical, you know? Like, I'm a, I've always been pushing for bigger rails in contests. I want there to be a fucking 20 rail out there so you can go, you know, back, back lip the thing and get a high score or, like, flip into it and you're going to win the fucking contest because you're, send, you're putting your fucking life on the line. But instead, they keep making these, like, nine 10 stair rails and then you, and then you you, you gotta you, you gotta be doing like fucking tray flip nose grinds and like them flipping out and like flip in flip out flip in spin out and just all this crazy shit and I'm just like bro this is like fuck. What, when you're skating in the competition, how far in advance do you know what trick you're gonna do? Is it like all spur of the moment and spontaneous, or are you like okay I'm gonna do this one here the night before and you're studying what you're gonna do? Yeah, I mean we're we're studying as soon as we get the course, like a couple weeks before. And you already know your run, and you're yeah, practicing I mean, that yeah. somewhere else beforehand. Yeah, I mean, I mean a lot of yeah, a lot of the times I'll be like on the plane, on my way to the contest, and like figure out my run then. And you'll have like a, a safety run, and once you've locked in like a decent score, then you'll have like the 
yeah the fucking upgrade run yeah yeah i mean that's that's something that's really <clears throat> important in in being good at contests is not only having the tricks to win but also like having backup tricks for like you know in street league we have the two 45 second runs and then you have like the five single tricks and you gotta have like you gotta have tricks that you can pull out that are easier in case like everyone's like falling and then you can like for sure land your stuff and then you gotta have harder shit in case everyone's landing their stuff and just absolutely killing it so it's it's more than just having the tricks that you want to do it's about having just like a big variety of stuff that you can pull out and then also you always want to be able to mix up your tricks you don't want to go out there and do the same shit every fucking time Mm -hmm. yeah dude wow (laughs) see so you're it's just so great like there's not even a lot of sports where where 27 28 is like considered old maybe maybe there is Maybe there is. Is nah. UFC? Are you old? Dude, dude in, in UFC, like if you're in your if you're on the right <laughs> side of thirty, you're in you're in good shape. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't even like say that I'm say like consider myself old. It's just like there's just always these new little kids that are yeah. just so fucking good, you know. But I mean, I plan to still be out there for at least another five years competing, and then however fucking many years as possible, I'm gonna be out there street skating. Yeah, I swear I'm gonna be fucking six years old like grinding rails. I love it. I fucking swear, bro. <laughs> do you, do you, who, who are your favorite skaters now? My favorite skaters now, um, Chris Cole has always been like my all-time favorite. Him, P. Rod, Ardo Sari, Andrew Reynolds. Those are the guys I grew up watching. Um, my favorites, like more current skaters, um, Ashad Ware is definitely one of my favorites. Um, Braden Hoban. Have you heard of him? He's like a no. new, newer kid that came up throughout the past couple of years. He actually almost just came so close to winning that street league contest, and he fucking. Uh, I wonder if he's uh, one of Zeke's roommates. He is from SD area. Yeah, from. Yeah, they, oh, they, really? They probably know each other. Um, but yeah, he's so good. He has like the best fucking kickflipping. Like kick, in La Jolla, and kickflipping anything is crazy. How about Tory Pudwell? I mean, he's kind of like splitting the difference between. Like, uh, you know, the yeah. old and the new. Yeah, no, Tori's a legend. Dude, he's my favorite. I've always loved him, yeah. I was actually very impressed when I watched his last video part that came out, I think, like, six months ago, and he had this fucking yeah. nollie flip back tail on this ledge. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, dude, yeah. I, I, I dude, did. It was, and... it was the longest fucking ledge, and it's also, like, pretty tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nollie flipping into a back tail on a ledge like that is already hard and you had had to go so fast to slide that whole thing i was shocked his part at the end of the the plan b true video Mm -hmm. like i just thought was i i i would have given you the gnarliest part Mm -hmm. and him the most like technical part yeah i feel like tori's a good example of one of those skaters that is such a legend and that has always deserved you know just more love you know Mm-hmm. Like right. put, it's just one of those skaters that's like put in so many fucking hours and like been around, been pro, been putting out video parts for so long. But like, there's just I don't know. Some skaters just don't really get the love that they really deserve. You right. Know? Just I'm saying because there's not that much money in skateboarding. You know, you would think someone at his level should be absolutely fucking killing it. You know. Yeah. Comparing it to any other sport out there. I mean, what makes somebody like? kill it and not kill it in the sport. I mean, well, I mean, it's safe to say that there's hundreds, right? Hundreds of pro skaters. Like, of those... 
of those hundreds of skaters, I'm not going to say a thousand, but like hundreds of pro skaters, and the overwhelming majority of them have to work a regular job. That's fucking crazy, bro. Really? Yeah, for sure. Crazy. And like of the skaters that really do well financially, very few. And of those skaters, we're sitting with the number one, <laughs> right? Like, uh, I mean, you, you were uh, Tony Hawk, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Sheckler. Well, yeah. To, I, mean, Tony, I mean, Tony Hawk's different though. You know, it's yeah. like, I, I don't really compare myself to Tony in that sort of way. Cause he is fucking Tony Hawk. Like it's just, yeah. Do you have a show. video game coming out yeah, soon yeah. that we don't know about? Yeah, maybe one day. Maybe one <laughs> day. Dad, if, if anyone else is going to have a video game like Tony Hawk did, It'll be Niger. And it's crazy, too, because, like, you see... Like, did weren't you in a Super Bowl commercial, like, with yeah. Tony and, yeah, like, yeah, Sean yeah. White? It's just, like, icon status, man. It's rad yeah. to be watching wow. the Super Bowl and see Niger with this icon status. Yeah, yeah. Who, who'd they team you up with? Was it Sean White? Oh, man. Tony Hawk? I can't remember, yeah. But, yeah, it was just, Some like, people. on that level... It, it, it's nuts. Yeah, it really has been something that's always like just bummed me out about skateboarding though. Is like, why, considering how fucking big skateboarding is and like all these brands that make so much money and like so much, so much like influence and lifestyle comes out of what we do. And just think about like how many kids skate all around the world. But for some fucking reason, there just isn't like that much money in it to like. Well, for, for people to just live better lives like like you're saying your average pro skateboarder like even right. if they don't have to work a normal job and they just skate they're still just kind of like getting by and it's like bro you're a professional right. what you do shouldn't you be making a better living for yourself right is yeah. it crazy to see how much money there is actually in in selling your own board versus uh, uh, i mean is that i mean you don't make a lot of money off the boards, and if you do it yourself, you make a lot more. I mean, I mean, yeah, we 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 sell a good amount of boards at Disorder, but like it t it takes a while to build up any skate company. It doesn't matter who the fuck right. is starting it; it takes a while, and that's something I've always learned. Like watching guys like like Shane O'Neill start a company and stuff. Like he's one of the sickest skaters ever, but it did take him a few years to really get his company to where it's at nowadays. Right. I mean, the 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 industry standard for board royalties for a pro skater two bucks a board right is that still mm -hmm. the case mm -hmm. and that's factoring in that they've got to like run the ads in the skateboard they got all the marketing money you know mm -hmm. and then they got to sell the boards to the shop and then the shop's got to market up mm -hmm. that's but, two dollars retail uh like a uh, wholesale and retail right, but, but do big companies like element did they pay a different board royalty to their skaters for the direct to consumer sales, or is it just two two bucks a board across the across everything? I think it was just the same. See, that's nuts. That's why yeah. that's why so many people are just starting their own company because when you're selling boards direct to consumer mm -hmm. without yeah. the, the the skate middle shop middleman, yeah. and and you're doing it on the back of your own social media, mm -hmm. so without the marketing dollars, well, you're selling it for a hundred versus forty to the, you know, right. Spencers, yeah. right? I mean, it's crazy. The, I, I mean, I I see it both ways. Certainly, the profit margin when you're when you own your own company is going to be a bigger margin, but you're also taking on all of the associated expenses of having a company. Mm -hmm. And so that like mm -hmm. 
finding the balance of, of uh, growing it big enough to really cash in on that. When a lot of companies, I hear about a lot of skaters running companies and they're just shelling out their own money just to keep the thing mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, yeah. Yeah, so I, mean, I feel like that's something a lot of people don't realize and something that I've learned with starting disorder is there is it's not just about like selling a thousand boards and then just like stacking <laughs> up on all this money like there's so there's so much more than that so many expenses and like yeah a lot of people just don't see it that way right yeah um what uh to what, what what's it like skating with Justin Bieber yeah <laughs> <laughs> He rips. He does rip. And I'll, I really respect this about him. The fact that he actually genuinely loves skateboarding. Like when, I, when I skated with him, I, I had met him a few times before that, but that was the first time we really kicked it at my skate park back a couple years and ago. That was when he did the inward heel flip? Yeah, yeah. And he was like, <laughs> he, he was barely even like talking to anyone. Like some of our friends were there hanging out. He was like on it the whole time, just like skating and just hyped up. What year was that? He really likes it. Um, that was, I think, like 2020. Dude, the one thing I noticed about Justin Bieber was when we did that clown thing in Venice. Yeah. He th That was, what, 2014? So Maybe. He was six years worse than he was now. So mm -hmm. he was just starting, mm -hmm. and we were at the Venice, the, the, the skate park in the, on the beach right there, and he came out, and he had a, everybody was watching him, and he wasn't good. I mean, he was he was doing shit, and he was eating shit, and everybody was like, you know, pussy, like... Everybody was talking shit from the crowd, like looking at him, and mm -hmm. he just didn't give a fuck. That's that wasn't sick. my he... take on it. But <laughs> really? <laughs> that wasn't my take on it, but yeah. But to, that to, was the one thing I noticed. To, like to he did point. not give a fuck anybody, and he just kept doing his stuff, and then pick up the yeah. board and do it again. And it was like, yeah, I couldn't do that. I mean, it was incredible. He just shut everybody out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was your take on it? I mean, yeah, I, 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 he he was comfortable with just skating. And having everybody filming on their cell phones, and he's not necessarily making the tricks that he's going for, and and he was okay with that, and the, and that is impressive. That's the same thing I, I said. Just better worded. I don't remember anybody screaming pussy or anything like that the way he described it. Really? Like, I mean, like, I, I, nobody was hating on him. They were just paying attention to him. Because everybody he's a huge was hating star. on him because he was Justin Bieber and he's a rich fucking twenty yeah. year old and yeah. all these people. You know what I mean? It's like. I, I, Anybody vocalizing anything negative towards him? Yeah. I just remember him getting a lot of attention. Well, either way, either way he's probably just so used to that, you know. Yeah. It was it was, it was incredible. Sure. Daily life. It was yeah. next level. Yeah. Have you, you know? skated with Lil Lil Wayne? I've skated with him a couple times too. Yeah. He's got his own skate park. He yeah. loves skateboarding. So yeah, I haven't, made, I haven't made it there yet. I still need to go there. Yeah, yeah. like that in Florida, right? Is, is, is in yeah in Miami? Yeah. He really fucking loves it too, though. It's he crazy, bro. He really fucking loves it. Yeah. Like, didn't he put out a music video and it's him skating? Like, yeah, I, think I, I mean, I almost feel like part of the reason why he stopped putting out so much music was because he started skating and he was just so hyped on that. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, and, and, and he, you know, like, he, I think it, Lil Wayne's approach to skating is like, super healthy and that he doesn't care how his skating stacks up against like all the footage out there mm -hmm. he's just competing for with himself to get better than he was before yeah yeah that's like i i'm so jealous of bam like when when jackass started like you know i had 
kind of given up on on my skating. I was just like, man, I'm not I'm not good enough at skating. I'm just gonna like do all this crazy stunt shit and be in skateboard videos, not skating. And then you know we get the jackass thing going, and bam, did both. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I look back on those years and think, why did I? Uh, compare myself to everybody else i could have just stuck with it and Mm -hmm. just worried about outskating myself yeah if i just try to outskate myself then uh, i'm a happy guy i know i feel like i hear that a lot i feel like a lot of people get discouraged easily and they're like oh i'm not not good enough at this so i don't want to do it when i always tell people like you really don't have to be an insanely good skateboarder to have fun with it like if you can if you can ollie and like maybe do a kickflip and like if you can grind if you can grind some ledges, grind some little rails, like you will have a lot of fucking fun. Yeah. Yeah. What about when like you're you're at a point where like I mean sure you said you're you're gonna be grinding rails when you're sixty. And I do not doubt that for a second. But like at a certain point when all the little kids that come up and they're ripping so hard and you like you just kind of get pushed out of the game you know you get mm-hmm. aged out mm-hmm. like do you have like an idea of, of what you want to be doing like when you're when you're 40 or like 40 40 like yeah I mean obviously I won't be like sending it like I am nowadays I yeah mean, I plan to like be just you know more mellow lifestyle in general at that point like hopefully I have a family and stuff by, yeah. by the time I'm 40 so I'm not going to want to go put my life on the line yeah. every day. Right. Yelling but, at your kid to do the mega. At 40. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be taking my kid out. He's going to be like three years old. And be like, All right, jump, jump on this fucking 20 rail, bro. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I remember, um, I remember seeing Ryan Sheckler say something or other about like how, uh, his 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 mentality is like to his career he's like yeah i just want to kill it right now like i want to be able to fucking retire when i'm 30 mm-hmm. you know i remember hearing sheckler say that yeah. and like dude i want to fucking have enough money to retire when i'm 30 mm-hmm. and i just thought that was fucking rad you know to be realistic about how like there's only so long that you can really get away with being at the top of the skateboard world i mean it depends what you mean mean as far as like retiring if he's talking about retiring is like like not skating Competing. anymore, then I think that's like Oh, uh, okay, but, no, 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 he just, sorry, he didn't say retire. You, you mean more he, like contest, he want, contest. He said he, he said he wanted it to be set for life. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. necessarily retire. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm putting words in his mouth he didn't say. He just said, I want to, like, you know, I don't want to have to work yeah. after I'm 30. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to have to work. I want to be set. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, that that is a good yeah. goal, you know? Everybody <laughs> wants that. <dude. laughs> but but, but I, th- I think the cool thing about skateboarding is, like, if you retire, like the only the only time I'm I'm ever gonna announce that I'm like sort of retiring is gonna be retiring from contests. It's never right. actually retiring from right, skating, right, right. Of you course, know? Mm-hmm. it's like I'm I when I'm 40, 50, I, I want to be still putting out little video parts, even if I'm just skating little fucking curbs and shit. Right, I'll still put out filming stuff when I'm like 50 years old. Like why? I mean, Tony, dude, how about Tony Hawk's doing the same thing, big mm-hmm. time. So, how about Jamie Thomas, dude? Yeah. Fucking his 48 tricks on his 48th birthday mm-hmm. was so rad, man. I, I had to hit him up on IG. Like, yeah. dude, like you just inspired the shit out of me. Yeah. He, that dude is 48 and fucking ripping. Yeah. Like he's not like he is properly fucking ripping, man. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I'm, I, I did. And you know what else about Jamie Thomas? Like, I remember uh, I met him in year 2000 before Jackass came out. Mm -hmm. And I was just like this schmuck in Big Brother magazines, like jumping off apartment buildings into pools and shit. <laughs> and uh, he was on top of the world you know that was like the you know maybe he hadn't even done the leap of faith yet but mm -hmm. he was like like welcome to hell like mm -hmm. i mean he was at, on the top of the world of skateboarding and when i met him he was like like tr you know treat treated me good mm -hmm. you know like he like he had, he had time he was like i just remember like just really respecting mm -hmm. like i i respect the hell out of jamie thomas man yeah, where yeah, were you guys me too it was in Tampa. It was the the Tampa Pro. I did this stupid thing where I lit myself on fire in the middle <laughs> of the street course. <laughs> they stopped everything. They're like, okay, now everyone, like, clear the course. Like, this, this some guy, this butt nut's <laughs> gonna light himself on fire. And uh, the other footage of that? <laughs> yeah, dude, it came out in the Tampa Pro video. <laughs> yeah, and and Jamie Thomas was super cool to me. I remember Derek was like killing it that that yeah. was 2000 22 years ago man yeah it's so crazy how at times just goes it goes on and on and i'm 48 yeah. i'm the same age as jamie thomas yeah those old tampa contests were sick i've been trying to tell those guys that they need to do a throwback contest with like a similar that that style course they used to make like the thick like fat square rails and all the big pyramids and all the stickers all over the ramps i was like bro throw it back Be yeah fucking sick mm. I mean, dude, the, the the Tampa, like for for how like corporate skateboarding has gotten, you know, mm -hmm. like with ESPN and with you know like Nike, like all this, like skateboarding's gotten so mainstream and and in so many ways corporate that it really, like, makes that Tampa spot so special. It does you know? yeah yeah? It makes that Tampa contest, the pro and the am, like the most legit contest that there is yeah i know it's so sick that they're still keeping it going yeah and uh dude i mean they just had the tampa am it was insane yeah like the fucking shit that ams are doing i know i've been paying attention to this for the, for the past couple of years like am am winning runs compared to the pro winning runs and the am runs are honestly gnarlier a lot of the times it's fucking crazy why is that because they're just going for it and they're fucking down. Because they're just so fucking hungry, bro. <laughs> they're just so hungry. They they wow. they come from like Japan or from the other side of the world, and their mind is so set on doing good at this fucking contest. Like they're so hungry. Um. The, yeah. The last kid who just wanted did some crazy shit. Yeah. The 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 best trick too, man. Like it, it, it's it's nuts, man. Yeah. I, I love skateboarding, dude. I always maintain I, I say it all the time that like everything that that really matters to me i feel like i learned from skateboarding mm -hmm. you know like just with like dedication mm -hmm. like persistence sacrifice yeah. you know like skateboarding like i started in in 1985 and um Sorry, I started in 1986, I think, but whatever, dude. I was I was 11 years old, mm -hmm. and um, I, you know, I went to see the first Back to the Future movie, and and it was uh, Michael J. Fox like holding onto the car, and they had all the pro skaters like stunt double as Michael J. Fox, and I was just so stoked on it. Like I, I literally just let, walked out of the movie theater and found a skateboard. I knew where I'd seen one, yeah. and I just went to it and I just started skating, and, <laughs> and that 
that movie in 1985 like created a boom of skateboarding like uh every fucking kid in the world had a skateboard under their tree for like that christmas sick and like in a very short time after that christmas like 95 percent of those kids realize how fucking hard it is Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how much it hurts when you fall down and like it's just like this what the skateboard is to me is this device that weeds out pussies and quitters it really does crazy like skateboarding isolates a type of person that Mm. is so fucking determined Mm -hmm. you know just the the raw determination just the will to fucking work towards a goal at any cost yeah like the ultimate sacrifice the amount of work that goes into it and like the way that it kind of pits you against authority because everything that you skate you're fucking vandalizing you know like you're not allowed to do it anywhere you're you're made to be like some kind of a fucking criminal element Mm -hmm. you know so like it just breeds this intense independence and this fucking this this person now skateboarding special plus on top of that there's no other activity that lends itself to the video camera mm-hmm. like skateboarding does mm-hmm. so skateboarders got such a a jump start on video production mm-hmm. and you know there's yeah. so many of us in mm-hmm. fucking legit like hollywood because of skateboarding yeah yeah i know skateboarding's trippy man i like i i ask myself sometimes when i'm out there like just fucking destroying my body like trying to jumping down some set or rail for hours and i'm just like like wh- I ask myself, like, why am I doing this? Like, why do we put our bodies and our minds through this much pain and stress? And just like, like, what is the reason? And and so, what I've really came to the conclusion of throughout the past like year or two of like thinking this way, and especially throughout filming this last video part that I'm about to put out, is like it's more of a uh, it's more of like a need than a want it's more like i really need to be out here doing this like this is who i am as a person Mm -hmm. and like i need this like challenge and this this like excitement of trying these tricks and landing them and like setting your mind to something and making it fucking happen like it really is something that you need in your life after you've had it for a while instead of just being like oh i want to go do this trick that's why my part i'm putting out it's called need that nice yeah um, like, so you were filming both parts over the last two years. Yeah. Like, did you, were you obligated on some filming sessions that you were filming for the Nike part and other times you weren't? Or were you able to, like, choose how to divvy up the footage? Like, this I'll put in that part, this I'll put in this part. No, no, it was, it was all separate, like, out days filming with Ty. I mean, sometimes Ty would be on the sessions with Ant, too. But most of the time, like every time Ant was filming, we were filming for his part. Um, I always knew the main part and the part I was going to put my most effort into was going to be the Nike part with Ant because the last part I put out a few years ago, the Till Death. Till Death, dude, gnarliest part ever. Yeah, it it was a gnarly part and it came out really sick. But you know, Ty Ty Evans has his really like high quality. Yes, yes, cinematographics type of filming. And after putting that out, I was like, hmm, like I want my next big part to be just more of a raw street skating part. 
So that's what this one is. More just like classic skate park. Yeah, Ty Evans is like all up on like gimbals and like. Yeah, he's got his like five hundred thousand dollar camera on the front of his van, filming from. And man, it's it's sick though. It really is. I'm really thankful for Ty because he, him making the shine on part and the till death part, it really made like a different type of video yeah. part that separates from all your parts from like looking too similar, you know? He yeah. really like made something different and special and I, I really respect that. It, mm. It's it's kind of like when, when like with, with Tori, his, his true part and then the part that he just put out. Like it's, it's hard to say one's better than the other, you know? Like mm. it, uh, you know, I mean, it's been a while since I watched T Till Death, but mm. it, it, I, you know, it's, I can't sit here and say that that uh, you know, Shine On and Till Death, like which one's better. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, like I guess Shine On like does take it to another level with like that fucking fakey fifty fifty. Mm -hmm. Was that the same uh, rail that you did the fakey fifty fifty down that Pat Duffy? In, in the questionable video it seems real similar no no it's not the same one i know which one you're talking about though yeah yeah it, it seems real similar to that rail like uh yeah. the, the one that the d-way board slid mm -hmm. and and uh mm -hmm. duffy yeah, I think that was down sd yeah. yeah yeah those dudes are legends really like opened up like the i think those were really the first dudes hitting kink drills like that like they really opened like unlocked a whole like new side of like skateboarding it's crazy mm -hmm. yeah I mean, dude, I, I'll tell you, on, on this podcast, the skater, we, the only skaters we've had were Tony Hawk, Ryan Sheckler, Danny Way, Tori Pudwell, and Nigel. Rob Deerdick. Oh, and Rob Deerdick. Sick, sick. <laughs> yeah, it's like pretty, pretty high level. Yeah. Like Mount Rushmore. Yeah, the pretty, super Mount Rushmore. <laughs> it's sick. Um, That's sick. So, uh, and as we're recording this, today is Black Friday. We both missed the ball <laughs> we, we both, yeah we both said, you, gotta, you gotta make up for we, that we, we dropped the do? ball we, we, we dropped the ball we missed the day like uh is there anything that we want to uh tell people about with, for disorder uh disorder you know like i mean like just go to where, where are people buying disorder boards at uh right now we are mainly still selling our stuff online disorderskateboards.com but actually just as of recently we've been getting out more wholesale into more skate shops so. cool do you have a sales rep that gets you into shops yeah yeah i do we need that yeah i got some reps that get us out there and yeah i mean i think uh you know it's a lot of it's a lot of learning along the way but my main goal for for disorder is just to keep growing it create a create a sick team sick sick crew of guys which i think we're doing a pretty good job at so far and really just create a lot a lot of content a lot of videos yeah as soon as i'm better i want to put out some more parts with disorder and i'm always i'm a good team manager so i'm always on the on the younger guys about that show i'm like all right let's get some yeah cool so, so uh so we're, we're gonna encourage absolutely everybody to go to disorderskateboards.com yeah and support the cause yes sir it's it's uh damn when i when i was a kid skaters didn't own and run skateboard companies you know like yeah. it's it's a, there, there's something special about that like uh and and to see the skaters like owning it you know that's worth supporting man mm -hmm. it's worth uh supporting Nija and um what, what other shit we got the, the shoe drops we got the shoe dropping soon we got the part coming out 
Oh, so that's the the that puts it together way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The oh, you're you're, that, you're coming. You? You're coming tomorrow to the, yeah, to oh, the dude, premiere. Check check this out. When, when I but I I watched Nigel's shine on part, so I hit him up uh, on Instagram just to be like, dude, bravo, man, fucking mm -hmm. like unbelievable work, and uh, and I just said, do you want to promote shine on on the podcast? Like uh, search it, shine on Nigel. So epic. And uh, he goes, yeah, sure, I'll do your podcast, but but uh, but you got to come to my premiere on Saturday. <laughs> like, deal. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I was going to ask you anyway, dude. Yeah, I mean, dude, what an honor, man. Yeah. And, and uh, I didn't even know about the second part. I'm like, wait, hold on a second. You just put this out, this part that's fucking earth shattering called Shine On, and you have another part? Hey, he's going for Thrasher Skater of the Year, dude. <laughs> dude, I, Th Thrasher's been... Like uh, skating on thin ice with me, man. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, be, they better, uh, they better recognize. Or, uh, or, or, or I'm out. <laughs> uh, it's all good, you know. I, I mean, the way I think about it is, I'm still young enough, and I'm still so fucking motivated that I still have so many other years that I'm gonna be out there sending it and putting out these video parts. That I don't even, I don't even stress on stuff like that. I just want to keep fucking being motivated to go out there and send it all right more send, more send that's cool all right well we got nike disorder still still skating for monster monster yep monster energy yeah um diamond supply yeah diamond yeah, those are the homies and uh what, what about your grip uh no grip sponsor no i grip really don't sponsor. have a lot of sponsors actually i just like being able to like skate what i what i want to skate you know what size shoe are you nine Damn. <laughs> what are you? Nine and a half. Oh, shit. I, I, I got you, bro. I'll get you something. Right on, man. And is there anything else we want to promote? Uh, no. I mean, mainly mainly just the footage. I hope you guys like the footage. Dude, it was good talking check, to you guys. Dude, check That's out cool. Shine On, man. Fuck. And, uh, dude, and, and the... Um, the life on video for mm -hmm. barracks was was, was really a good cool. one, huh? Yeah, it was, was a good really one. cool, yeah. man. A yeah. good like full on. It was rad because it was like your life story, but in the context of yeah. your video parts. Yeah, so so many funny fucking stories and situations popped into my mind while talking about that. Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, yeah, but dude, this was killer, man, and I was super excited. Yeah, about uh. I was just so excited about to, to talk to you, and um, now I ended it. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, how rad is Nigel Houston? Oh, and if you haven't seen his new part, the Shine On and the Need That Nike part, then you don't even know how rad he is. You have no idea. And let me just say this to Thrasher Magazine one more time. Sodi. Guys, skater of the year, or I'm out. <laughs> but I'll never be out with the people who stick around to the end of the Wild Ride podcast, my beloved street team. Maybe if you guys could do the old street team trick and uh, throw up a post with Nigel tagged to let him know how fucking rad he is, man. I really enjoyed that a lot, and I love you guys. Thanks so much. Oh, and check out this fucking theater, dude. So rad. <laughs>